0: mentre Barca Valero fa correre Quadrato che velocissimo, prova a stare su di lui Barzagli, Quadrato come un centrista con l'esterno dentro l'area di rigore per Rossi! 4-2! 4-2! Triplete di Rossi! Incredibile!
1: This goal was scored by Giuseppe Rossi against Juventus in a 4-2 victory at home in the 2013-2014 season. This was his third goal of the game and inspired Fiore to a comeback
0: against the Italian champions. Giuseppe Rossi was born in New Jersey in 1987. The Italian-American started his career at Manchester United and is still playing his trade at 34 years of age at Spall. Rossi also played for the likes of Newcastle, Parma, Villarreal, Fiorentina, Levante, Celta Vigo, Genoa and Real Salt Lake in a career marred by injury. His most successful stints were at Villarreal and La Viola, of course. A United, a United youth, man.
1: Was I, there, no? What could have been? What could have? He's definitely a case of what could have been, as much as life sometimes. Yeah. But he was such a good prospect. I would I used to love. I used to just love, like hearing his name and hearing how, how how exciting he was for United, and generally, you know, that he was a very good
0: player. He had a lot of talent and flair. I but, had. A, I had a magnet of Akhtemel. Of Giuseppe Rossi, and I used to when I got the when I got this magnet, I was like, this guy, he's gonna be good. You were worried. as a Chelsea fan. You were ever ever like
1: who was the who was like the player when you were a Chelsea fan? Let's say like you know 12,
0: 12 or thirteen. Uh, that worried me. That's worried me. He, Drogba was mine. Uh, when uh, I when yeah. I, used, I I used to like shit the bed. This is this is gonna be random because I used to be scared of Rooney, obviously, but you know who scared me a bit more? Who Nani. Ooh, he had a bit of a nasty,
1: so, no, a, a, a nasty form. Giuseppe, I can just be very honest and say Giuseppe Rossi never
0: scared me. I mean, but I don't it's... think Giuseppe scared many people. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> With all those injuries. No, unfortunately not. Yes, insane, insane. He was injured last year as well. He was, wasn't he? And Real Salt Lake. How injuries can affect someone, huh? Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of that Serial uh, Spotlight. We are your hosts. I am Santi, and I am Mintov, and the Jabulani's are back to discuss the game, the matches of Game Week Seventeen. Some insanely exciting matches with lots of goals, lots of drama, and quite a few comebacks, and of course, many more injuries as we mentioned last week. Oh, sh- and some very boring games. If it, it's really yeah, there were a couple of boring. Were games, a few... but I think they were outweighed by the really exciting ones. It, there, were perhaps, first, there were were There were some.
1: There were some good games as well. Yeah. So. So it was a good combination yeah.
0: week And we also went in a bit Two-footed on some players We did Last time And, and gonna, some of them I'm Gave gonna us call, an answer. I'm going to call you out Yeah I know I, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up later I know you're going to talk about El Cholito But we also had uh, Perhaps you, the, the title of the oracle That Jake has Should be given to you Because you mentioned Thomas Henry Last time And said that he has One goal and one on goal And I lo and behold And
1: lo and behold What happened goal, However yeah. However Let's save that. Yeah, we can
0: we'll bring that we'll bring that up later. Let's save that let's, let's save it ammunition for later. But perhaps Jake should renounce his title of the Oracle I think, and hand it over to you. I think
1: I should be the Oracle. Yeah. I think that is basically what I
0: <laughs> So without further ado, uh, oh first we should remind them to oh, give right. us a like. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yes, yes, that's a very good point. And uh before Jake kills us, <laughs> we'd like you to go and like all our socials if you can please. That is spotlight at Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget, um, feedback and questions are obviously always really, really appreciated. So please go ahead and do that as well. And uh, without further ado, so shall we kick off the first game? Yeah, actually, I
0: also want to mention one thing. I also want to say thank you very much to the people that messaged us after the last episode and gave us a lot of really nice feedback that so thank you all for watching and we hope you'll enjoy
1: this episode as well yeah
0: they mentioned how we are a bit nasal though which I, which I didn't particularly I am, appreciate I am, I
1: am quite nasal Mr. nasal so I was called Mr. nasal
0: <laughs> okay let's start Milan versus Salernitana <laughs> at the San Siro Milan 2 Salernitana nil, Um, a top V bottom clash David vs. Goliath and to be honest once again rather straightforward victory um it always happens when you face Salah, and it's always a bit too easy, in my opinion. Kessi scored a goal in the early moments, just in just the fifth minute after latching on to a layout cutback. It was a very simple goal, to be honest. In the end, he did pass Belec with a certain amount of ease, with around four defenders um, around him and on the line, but not even one of them thought, "Oh, maybe I should block this shot." No, not even one of them. <laughs> anyway, uh, Pelegrí, who actually made, uh, who actually started this game and what was supposed to be a memorable day, unfortunately got injured after just 16 minutes and was replaced by none other than Rade Krunic, who played in a false time position, actually, which mm-hmm. is quite interesting. That's interesting. And the guy has literally played in every position for Milan, except keeper or defender at this point now. Uh, Brahim Diaz missed a couple of good chances uh, before he passed the ball into salad Maker, who created the angle and found the bottom corner. It was a very good finish, and he celebrated by taking out a care kit and holding it up to the fans. Kroonich, Lovely stuff. Yeah, Kroonich had a really good uh, effort, well saved by Pelec at the end of the first half. And to be honest, I do want to speak a bit about Pelec later because he had a very, very good game. Um, In the second half, it was all Milan, but somehow they couldn't increase their lead, mainly thanks to the goalkeeper Pelec saving shots from Diaz and Messias. Diaz missed an an open goal, basically. A massive sitter. Um, Not even sure how he missed. Yeah, another one. Um, and towards the end of the game Jaroszynski had an opportunity uh, but Magic Mike Manjan uh, managed to get a hand to it and Milan with this win go to the top of the table with 38 points Salah Netana remain bottom with just 8 I have to stop calling him
1: Magic Mike man mm. oh, I just keep thinking I just keep picturing Mike Manjan Mike Manian in goal just like
0: stripping <laughs> Well, that's not that's not ideal, to be honest. But okay, let's let's. It might have the, <laughs> <laughs> the the opponents from from for scoring. They say if you're nervous. nervous, imagine them in their underwear. So maybe it works now. Oh <laughs> uh, my <laughs> god! Oh no,
1: he's taking off his knickers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my no, god! No. Just... Oh god! <laughs> that's oh it my god okay let's start uh, okay let's start talking about um, injuries again pellegrini 16 minutes It only last 16 minutes boy guy
1: Where was he what was he playing before monaco hmm.
0: he's uh he's a hot prospect this guy pellegrini oh, he, there's a lot good. of good hype about him no no i know i know um unfortunately uh, he's only played five games this oh. season, but, but not really because of injury. Obviously, he is fighting for a spot against uh, Giroud and Ibra, which was quite a difficult uh, I mean, task. He must have, he must have known it's not going to happen this year. Yeah, game. but it was a, it was really, it's a shame because it was a chance for him to break into the first team. Because mm. it's a game where he could have, I mean, Sanetan, I mean, does, does anyone game, in Dernan can score. It was in a game no, he had no. to score
1: or had a good chance to yeah. score.
0: It was this game to maybe get him some more game time. Real shame that only, he, he could only last sixteen minutes. Uh, but Kroenig came on, played in the false nine. What do you think about that? Personally,
1: although I don't particularly like Kroenig that much as a player, and I, I I still don't believe he's of of a Milan of mm. Milan's quality. Category, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even think Milan fans think he's of their quality. However, however, he has put in an, an in a shift almost every time he's played for the club. Mm in the sense that he definitely goes on the pitch to try and try and do something, so he's not there to, to waste time. And I feel he has some technique about him, especially oh, in the yeah. in the last few games we've seen him. He has shown some promise, but I just
0: feel that eventually he'll be funneled out to the team. Mm, no, for sure. I mean, he's very versatile, which is very, very helpful. I mean, he's played winger, striker, and centre-defensive midfielder as well but um i don't think he did badly i thought he had a decent game at false nine which is a very very difficult position to play by the way false nine is very very difficult he played well against Genoa as well mm-hmm. so so yeah. that's why i'm saying he's not he's not that bad i just don't feel that he's quite there mm-hmm. yeah i agree could you name a better duo than diaz and the missing sitters at the moment, no man. He's 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 quite fond of those boys. He's missed a lot of big chances, but then yeah. the goals he scores are genuinely really good goals, and probably even harder than the ones he's missed. Do you think it's just a lack of um, focus or concentration in those moments? It's, it might be. Now, this is this is something I feel really strongly about. Like something, um, I I really uh, there are some players who are cold-hearted killers that in front of goal there's no emotion and they just bang them in non-stop and there are some players who are super emotional and I think Brahim Diaz is a bit of an emotional one Mm. where he 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 feels that just before he's about to shoot if he scores he's going to he's going to be the happiest guy on earth and if he misses it's going to really hurt him you know what I mean and I think that kind of gets in his mind and does mm-hmm. get in a bit away of the technique when he's about to finish Do I don't you, know if you agree you think it's a bit of a mind game know mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's definitely personal because it's not like he can't score these chances I mean anyone can score these chances mm-hmm. anyone and their nan but um, Brahim um, like uh, f- uh, he's missed a lot of big ones recently yeah he has it's, missed a few against mean, Geno as well They've never been in a mo- there's never been a moment where you're like oh my god he missed a chance the game might change because there's the, the, they've never been a big loss, a big miss that means that let oh uh, that I can't speak. <laughs> that big, uh, a big um miss turned that into w- a loss. Yeah, I get you. So they've never been punished in that So, in that so case. the fans haven't
1: also maybe perhaps picked up picked up on it so much as well. Mm, uh, I mean it could it could be the case once he starts missing big chances against mm-hmm, Napoli, mm-hmm. Inter Yeah. He won't get off Scot Free
0: like was No, he's he might anymore. not.
1: It's that's uh, a good point.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I want uh, as I mentioned, Beletch. I thought he was brilliant, and he's probably the only player in Salernitana that maybe, maybe he's really trying. He deserves his heart. something. He's hard yeah. out there, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I, I kind of feel for the guy. Mm-hmm. He should definitely stay up. I mean, in the sense that if yeah, he moves when Salernitana yeah. when started to get the go down. Um, mm-hmm.
0: then he shouldn't He definitely path. has to be yeah. a different club. Yeah, he 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 would definitely deserve a move because he's been very very good. I mean. Yeah, he was good in this game, and he had a, a few other good games as well. So, and it's very difficult to make a lot of saves uh, when you're playing against uh, when you when you're playing with basically defenders who don't know how to defend in front of you. So, but don't you think keepers
1: in these teams tend to look good? Yeah, they face more shots. That's for sure. They face shots. Due to probability, he's probably going to save more. The, a few are going to go in as well. Yeah, I mean they are the second worst team in terms yeah. of goals scored against them. I call it
0: the Nick Pope complex because Nick Pope for Burnley. I know I'm going back to Prem for some reason, but Nick Pope for Burnley, prem, huh? he he makes a lot of saves, mm. and a lot of people say that he's a very very good goalkeeper. But that's because he plays for Burnley and they they often face more shots than other teams, so that's why his his stats go up a bit. So yeah, I do I do think that Pope's on a bit
1: of a different level to edge
0: I agree, but I mean, that's, I mean I don't think Pope is... He's not the Pope. No, he's not the Pope. Uh, the celebration that you mentioned yeah, yeah, yeah. of Kier, mm-hmm. where, where Diaz holding up Kier's t-shirt. I, it's a nice bit of class, but I'm always a bit, I don't know, this is a bit of a personal thing. And I don't really like it when they do these things, not because of what it means, but like... It's just, it's an injury man, he's gonna get back like I mean yes it's an ACL, an ACL it's injury. One, man. But it's not it's not like he not like he died a lot, you know? I know, man, but an ACL
1: injury is always one of those, like, is he gonna recover from it or no, not? No, it's
0: definitely nice um, you know, like um it's teammate vibes and it's really nice. I like to I see. like the of it all. Yeah. I would do the same. I no know. no, I mean I'm not I'm not condemning it anyway. No, it's, it's just it's just Sometimes it's over the top because sometimes you see teams doing warm ups in in the kits of the, of injured players and stuff, mm. and I'm not a hundred percent sure about it. But, I mean, it's it's harmless and it's a nice bit of solidarity for their teammate that is uh, going through something very difficult. So, so yeah. fair enough. For sure, for sure. I mean, to me, that's mad
1: respect for them for doing yeah. that sort of stuff. Inter, Inter. Should we go on? Yeah, let's go to Inter. Inter, and Rome, Inter and Roma, Inter Roma, Inter Roma. So. Roma were looking to um, to basically make amends um, from the from the blushes they've they they caused due to the one zero loss against Bologna. Um, this time against the new however, so that was never going to be an easy task. Of course, Mourinho coming back to his old mm, of course, his old yes. club where he won the treble that back was to the his old stomping grounds. Ooh, I like that. I love that word. Right. Yeah, it was um, of course a famous treble that um, Mourinho won for the for Internazionale, and coming back as a former manager is always tough. I suppose they always say that thing about f- former players going back to their old club. I mean, players mm-hmm. going back to their former clubs. Mm-hmm. I guess the same thing can sometimes work for a manager as well. Mm-hmm. M- might uh, didn't work this time, though. No. Oh, it didn't, definitely didn't work for Roma this time. So. Um, <laughs> Roma have only one point, by the way, against uh, all the Italian giants this season, oh. so all the others have resulted in a loss, um, particularly against Milan, Juve and Lazio, and then a draw against Napoli. So, comparing to Inter's seven unbeaten games in the last seven, it was looking like kind of obvious who was going to win this one, and I mean, the scoreline of 3-0 did show that Inter were definitely ready for this game. Um, also, one of Inter's best performances of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so the game basically would not have gotten off to a worse start for Roma. Uh, when a ball from a corner went out uh, when a ball from a corner was taken by Karl Hanobnu in the fifteenth minute, aka Kant, as uh, Matt likes to call him. <laughs> it was it was shot with a foot with a with a bunch of pace on the ball and um, although it could be said it was a it was a bit of a poor corner because if you look at it it's basically almost going out. However, um, the Roma defending was far from great, there, were no, there was no proper first post marking and uh, both Zaniola and Cristante Christia- failed to clear the ball. Patricio was blocked by Correa, who then found the ball go through his legs and into the goal. 1-0 for Inter. Inter then quickly made it 2-0. Nine minutes later, in the 24th minute, Correa held up the ball well, down the left flank, passed the ball to Perisic on the byline, with some nice tiki-taka football, Car- Car- Carhanoglu was involved. The ball was then sent into the box to Bastoni, who then passed the ball back to Carhanoglu, who was running inside. He found a cute pass into Dzeko's feet, basically, and with his wrong foot, managed to slot the ball into the top corner of the net. Really good football. This was a really good team goal. Stunning goal. That was a really I lovely mean, goal. I love these team goals. This, 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 this is... <clears throat> this goal really impressed me, but uh, let us I'll, I'll speak about it yeah. a bit more after the whole um, summary. Correa almost managed to assist for the third goal as there was a very um, interesting action uh, in towards the end of the half. He held the ball up well again. He launched the ball towards the charging zeco who only saw his shot, barely saved by Patricio. This was a very close shot in the game. Six minutes later, before the end of the half, in the 39th minute, another moment of brilliance for Inter. Bastoni received the ball from Calhanoglu some 40 yards out, who then decided to become David Beckham and curl in a beauty of a cross into the box. The ball passed all the Roma defenders, and on came Dumfries to dive the ball, well, diving head of the ball into the goal. This is another lovely goal. and. Uh, <laughs> In the in the highlights, you can see Skriniar like like shaking his hand and being and like telling Bastoni like how the hell did no. you manage that pass? Like it was a lovely, lovely cross yeah. from a centre back. Yeah. Amazing goal, first goal for but for first goal for Dumfries yeah. as well, by the way. Um, the only other perhaps ac- interesting point in the in the game was um, coming from Roma's side. Although there wasn't many positives, there was a ghost goal as uh, as as was being called, uh, Zaniolo got the ball and entered the box, dribbled a few players and then smashed his shot towards goal, hit the side netting um, and everyone thought that there was a goal basically, fans were celebrating, Brozovic had his ha- had his arms in the air, there was, actually, e- there was even mean, commentators screaming for, for Roma for like minutes until they uh, realised that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Actually coming games. to think of it, I got
0: a notification I saying got a Zaniolo goal actually. I got it's one so- on Flashcore too. So yeah, so, okay, so a lot of people fell for it. Then. So everyone got yeah. everyone, everyone fell for that okay. one.
1: Um, so yeah, that's more or less the route, the sum of the game, and um, Inter cruised through victory, uh, and I think the starting point would be not, of course, the obvious one to speak about is Inter's attacking form, which is just improving game by game. But uh, one particular mention that I wanted to speak about was. Inter's defense really, oh, and so how late as a and rock. and how good it is. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just that those three centre backs in Bastoni, Skriniar, and De Vrij, when they're all in, when mm-hmm. they're all in form,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: just so good. Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: They are they are really good, and they also have um, and they also have players who can play. Yeah, Bastoni. I don't know what's his name. D'Ambrosio. D'Ambrosio um, and what's the other? Uh, he often plays wing back. De Marco. Oh, sometimes he De plays. De he sometimes centre, centre back. back as well. You're right. And yes. he's and he's pretty decent as well. As I as like the De Marco a lot. I he's like a great, him. great player,
1: mm-hmm. and I see him being a, a long-term Inter player. I mean, he's fantastic. Yeah. But no, yeah.
0: they're they're very good, and also I think here we also need to praise not just the, the the centre backs and the wing backs in this case, but also the centre mids. Because they are really covering the space, well, screening the ball, shift, well. Yeah. every single game. I they're think, so
1: fit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and they're I think so these are the kind of midfielders that coaches love to have because they course. do they do so much work and they're they're. they're, they're so they the praise. Yeah, so they deserve a bit of praise. Though like Brozovic this year I think has been I think he's like one of the best players i have put him in the starting 11 of best players in Serie A this season he's been really good in my opinion every game I've seen of Inter this year he was one of the best standout if players if not starting
1: 11 he'd definitely be in
0: like team of the year yeah you know, he's very good I honestly think he's been very good and he plays really well with Barella he does, um, he does yes. and Hakan who's also playing in the other, the other spot in centre mid um, I think Barella is a very good number eight, and Brozovic is an insanely good number six. I Karabas I is playing well. Man. Yeah, as well. I know he's every Milan right fan
1: well. hates him, and mm-hmm. I understand. I would. They probably, have every right to. I would as probably well. hate him as well. However, mm-hmm. he is starting to play well. Of course, some of the goals he scored have not been beautiful, mm-hmm. but the goal is a goal, as they say. Mm-hmm. And not just the goal. Like even if you see the way he's starting to play under Inzaghi, mm-hmm. he looks like he's way sharper, way sharper than he was at Milan. Even the passes that he's making and the the, the link ups with the attacking attacking part of the team, with like Zeca, Correa, Martinez, it's you can tell there's a difference in him. No, whether it's the totally coaching, agree. whether it's the I coaching, I don't know. I mean, probably I feel like Inzaghi is one of those coaches who
0: really grinds players when mm-hmm. they do bad, but he really praises them when they mm-hmm. do well. So. He the only thing I would say about Caglar is that he does suffer a lot from purple patches, so he will go through a really good period definitely. now, and then in a few weeks he'll be in a very poor. I w- period. I want to see
1: how he is in a few weeks' mm-hmm. time, like uh, you know, once. I week. don't
0: want to lump too much praise until no, I see him again in the season, because otherwise it's very quite reactionary. But I don't. But yeah, at the moment. But what I wanted to say him. was,
1: lately he has been good. Yeah,
0: you can't fault him at the moment. I think he's doing
1: really, really well. Another point I wanted to mention, I think it's since basically the game was quite straightforward in the victory uh, was that if you still think Roma can make top 4 based off the based off the current form and, and based off you know Roma being Roma
0: mm. that's that you mentioned during the during the summary when you mentioned that, that they only had one point one point against the top what was it the top 4 was and now
1: was it? now if you include Inter it's uh, it's one point yeah. there. One point,
0: so they've lost four and they've mm-hmm. won, no, they've, they've drawn Dro- one. And they haven't won any. That's really damning because I think if you need to get top four, you need to have beaten at least one. And even one is a bit too little. So you need to have a bit of quality about them. And to be honest, I, like I mentioned last time, Roma have a really good squad, but they're just not showing and they're not clicking. And I don't know if it's down to... Do you think they have a good squad?
1: Because actually part of me says that they don't have a great squad.
0: There's a lot, of, don't, well there's a lot don't, of
1: players on that team. Yeah, sorry for it. No, go ahead, go ahead. There's a lot sort of players in that team that aren't bad, but they're definitely not Roma players. I'd say. Mm. And okay, I can yeah, I can name I can name four already. Yeah, go ahead. Carlos Perez. Agreed. I don't. I don't think he's bad. He could play for another team in Serie A, for but sure. Not, not, a, but not, not a, a big lot. team.
0: Diawara. Agreed. Kumbulla. Agreed. Agreed. This guy, man, he. I think he stole. Uh, he was great at 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 to He was, Roma, he, was great at Verona, yeah. he, he had a very good season, and then that gave him the move, which is often what happens. But uh, um, you, since he's been at Roma, he's been he's not been good enough. He's not he's not that European. um and He's Shom- not of pedig- European then. pedigree. Rodev, I and like he, this guy. I well, like him,
1: but can, I don't. I mean, I know that Roma have financial issues in the sense that they they don't have the money they used to like to splash on players. But your backup striker to Abrahams is Shomu Orodov. Mm. No, yeah, that is that's that's an issue. And, and there were players they could buy who were old. I mean, man, bloody hell, I'm sure they could have gotten Chicho. And mm. I know mm. Chicho Caputo isn't going to, you know, last years and years and years. But he could have done a season for mm. them mm. and played second striker to, to Abrahams, mm. play like half of Roma games. Mm. And of course, the transfer had to be there. To yeah, I'm just of course, thinking of, of one yeah, on the yeah. back of my head. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Oh, I. Uh, what I was going to say about Roma's team, and I think maybe I should correct myself. I don't think they have a good squad, but I think they have a good eleven. They definitely and their 11. first eleven, I think, is very good. Yes, I agree. And perhaps. On paper, that team perhaps should get top 4, but they don't play well enough together to get it. And the problem is, as soon as there are some players missing, the team really drops in quality. That's true. And um, uh, also, I don't think players like Abraham, Zaniolo and Mkhitaryan have got going enough. Mm. The season, Verre 2, is not the same as it used to be. He is isn't. Um, they do miss Penazzola a lot, which uh, he will make a difference. And Pellegrini. Uh, and, and obviously, yeah, Lorenzo Pellegrini. Mm. Um, and, I, and I I partially think that it might be Mourinho's pass, by, pass the sell by date I was gonna that was the last point to mention
1: mm-hmm. I still think Mourinho is the man though you, you think Mourinho's... I don't think there's another manager right now of Roma quality I know I keep mentioning Roma quality mm-hmm. but I don't know I just feel that Roma's a team that should be up there mm-hmm. um, of Roma quality anyways that will do better Mm-hmm. In the sense that I think they don't have a bad manager, Mourinho. He's definitely... Have, he has a lot of effort in him and a lot of, you know, passion and a lot of... I don't think his tactics are bad, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But the problem with Mourinho is he needs his players. And I don't think he's had a full transfer season where he's got mm-hmm.
0: all the players he's wanted. Mm-hmm. No, I, what you said about the, the transfers is true. Because everywhere he's gone, he's gone to a club that had money where he could get the place he wanted to... And I think as, you results. know, the
1: project that he wanted, it, it, it felt like it might take time, mm-hmm. you know? So, so yeah. should they sack if it's going to be, like, one bad season? I, I don't know, I would feel that like it's
0: not the right way. Um, I, I don't know if they should, but I think they will. I think if they don't continue, if they don't get enough results in the next few games and if they end up dropping further down the table... I think maybe the the board might have a look about uh, at this and, and think maybe it's time to cut our losses. Which would be a shame because I do like Mourinho in terms of I his personality. Like, I like I like him. Um and he brings something to the league, you know, his press does, conferences are a show and, and, and he's also really good at taking pressure off players, but he's also very good at putting pressure on players That's as well. True. So that is true. Um but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I hope I hope he doesn't go I hope it doesn't for the do. entertainment factor, and also because I do think he has something to prove. But um, the the right. results and the performances at the moment speak for themselves, though.
1: Yeah, it, it's very hit and miss at the moment. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, where are they in the table? Right now, uh, Roma are sitting in seventh with twenty five points, whereas Inter. Inter sorry, yeah. my God. Inter are sitting in second
0: with 37 points. Oof, very good. One no. point of Milan. Yeah. By the way. Oh, it's hotting up. It's hotting up. Uh, Napoli, they're the big, uh, big losers this weekend. They are the They've big now losers. dropped a spot into third as they lose to Atalanta two-three. What a fixture this was, by this the way. This game was insane. And the stage was set for an incredibly cracking, cracking contest at the Maradona Stadium. And Spalletti was actually in the stands because he was... He was sent off. He sent the game before. Uh, Napoli, very interestingly, played a back three in this game. So we were, we were speculating last time how they would play. And Juan Jesus did step in and they played a back three. And the three centre-backs were Di Lorenzo, Rahmani and Juan Jesus. Di Lorenzo? Yeah. Wow. And the wing-backs were Malquit and Mario Rui. So it was quite interesting. And I don't know... What, so I think partially that was because of injuries or mainly it was because of injuries. But perhaps there was a small hint of tactics in there to go man for man against Atalanta obviously in the end it didn't work but for the majority of the game um, Napoli were pretty good and they were playing quite well uh, the deadlock was broken when Demiral played a brilliant long pass into Duval Zapata, who held up the ball, and Rahmani crossed the ball into Malinowski, who finished superbly from just inside the area, bang into the top corner. I think even if Napoli had Ospina and Meret in goal, they wouldn't have managed to save it and was proper top binage, and that just came in the seventh minute. Lozano, we spoke about him last time, he missed an choking. absolute sitter from around five yards out after latching onto a cross of Mario Rui and somehow he sat on the ball and ended up hitting it out from... Uh, it was almost, It was harder to, to, to miss from that from that. I thing, can just so imagine Gattuso screaming
1: on the, on the, in the stands. If you, you used to hear him last season, you used to hear all the time, choking
0: Yeah. In the background, choking <laughs> <laughs> But yes, Spalletti was fuming as well. He, up in the stands he was turning red um, in the 40th minute though napoli did manage to equalize through Piotr zielinski who scored the sixth goal um this season in all competitions he had his first effort blocked by palomino but the ball fell kindly back to him and on the second time of asking he smacked it home with four defenders on the line trying to clear it right after halftime napoli took the lead when dries Mertens lashed on to a through ball from malquite and finished with a aplomb against an isolated musso it was a brilliant goal by the aging Belgian and he continues to increase his study for uh, Napoli. But Antalata, Atalanta weren't ready to give up yet. Zapata had a headed that cannon of the post before a brilliant through ball by Toloy to guess who? Demiral, the center centre back who how on earth he was so far up to the field. That one. Um, and he managed to spank it into the roof of the net from a really tight angle. Like a nice spank, don't and, you? Yeah, know, some strikers, some strikers, I think would dream of a of a finish like that. That was a and very, very. The centre back did it with certain amount of ease. He you did. Know? it, no, was, no, it no. felt really natural, as natural as a moth to a flame, or as natural as a human trying to ignore their New Year's resolution. As natural as a moth through a flame. To a flame, yeah. To How a, about? To a flame. To a flame. To a flame. How's well, that? That's poetic. That's. S- that's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. That's turned me on a little bit. <laughs> that goal came in the 66th minute, and five minutes later, Ilyich swept a pass across the box and was placed home by Remo Freyler, a brilliant finish that had Ospina at full stretch. That was a very good goal yeah.
1: I mean, I think almost all the
0: goals... Yeah, all five goals were very really good, goals. good goals. goals. All five goals
1: were good goals. Uh, I, think t- that, I think... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Napoli and Atalanta, I'd say, are the best attacking teams this season. Ooh we can discuss that maybe, but Inter. Inter that, maybe. Yeah. but Inter do have some shockers sometimes mm. like they do have games where they're like
0: their attack is just like invisible yeah attacking quality though in this game was in abundance though so it was really it was a really fun watch this uh, Petania missed a golden opportunity right at the end uh, but the game finished of course 3-2 a massive massive win for Atalanta and it was end to end and it was probably one of the games of the weekend as we just said um, so let's have a little bit of a discussion Napoli mm-hmm. we mentioned the angels last time and I think in this game they were really missing their big stars and was also missing because he's also injured and you can't help that thing but if he was in the middle because they played 3-4-3 like I mentioned and it was Zielinski and Lobotka in the middle weren't they playing 3-5-2 Three, uh, no a 3-4-3 it was a 3-4-3 oh, with, okay, with Lozano know. and Elmas in right, the uh, yes. Cam positions mm-hmm. And Lobotka was playing Lobotka. in the um, centre role with Zelensky. And I think having him there, with no disrespect to Lobotka, I think having him there was an issue and it allowed mm-hmm. Al- Al- Atalanta to find a lot of space. and guess would have made a difference. I, I would have made a difference, I think. Mm. What are your thoughts? No, no, you were, you were hitting on the donkey here in
1: the sense that um, their injuries are, are clearly being su- I mean, seen in the sense that... Napoli are affected Uh, everyone knew they'd be affected but I think they've just just been so unlucky in a time where they needed like their team to remain fit you know they've lost Insignia they've lost Osimen, they've lost Anguissa they've lost Koulibaly Mm -hmm. like they've they've lost four stars there Mm -hmm. Fabian Ruiz didn't play Mm -hmm. this game Mm -hmm. you know that's five starters Mm -hmm. and they only lost to Atalanta by one goal Mm -hmm. and not the main half the main team isn't there Mm -hmm. so okay yeah they've lost it's not good of course because they've dropped on the third and they've they've basically lost a golden opportunity to you know to fight for the league I think this really might jeopardize their credentials but then again you know
0: um it wasn't a bad performance at all it from It wasn't. Napoli. That, that, that is They'll point. be disappointed because they played well enough to win the game, I think. They could
1: have won, but I guess their defence and maybe playing in a system with three defenders when they're used to playing mm-hmm. with four, maybe it was too much for them. Yeah, especially against possible. Especially against an Atalanta where, you know, they just work
0: horses. Mm-hmm. They just tire you out, man. Yeah. um, In fact, because you mentioned Napoli's defence, no side in Serie A had conceded fewer goals at home than, than Napoli before today. Wow. Before well, before this game, and then they conceded three. So that is both. Uh, we need to like you know bow our heads to Atalanta's attacking force because they managed to score three goals against a resolute side. But that could also be a little bit of a uh, mention there for Koulibaly and his importance at the back. Of course, definitely he's he's it's it's missing. Yeah. his presence is missing. Gasperini at the end of the game said that Atalanta are still not title contenders. What do you think? I think he's downplaying it, man. I agree. I agree. I think he's downplaying, trying to put and I, the, and remove I think, the pressure. And I think he knows that they can win. I think they can win it. I think they have the qualities to do it. However, because I think uh, attacking-wise, they are consistent to enough hard to hard do to it. Say. It's hard to say. But uh, that being said, I don't think they are better than Inter or Milan at the moment. They lose to both Inter and Milan for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. They could beat Juve. They've beaten they've Napoli. Beat in, they've beaten Juve already as well.
0: They beat you the oh game. they
1: beat them one 0 you're right, yeah. um however, I mean I meant I just mean generally yeah, speaking, yeah. on, Agreed. on Agreed. form performance. They can beat Roma, they can beat Dutch, they can beat Fiorentina. However mm-hmm. I think they'll be happy if they just get to Champions League this year. So in a way I kind of agree that Gasparini doesn't think they're talking contenders, but I do feel and I do like the vibe at Atalanta right now is very positive. And I do feel, and they definitely might start to feel like they can win. Mm-hmm. So there is a bit of mind games going on there, but there's also like half a truth in what he's saying yeah. as well. So I I see both sides here. Yeah. I see they can win because their team does perform mm-hmm. when it needs to perform, but they, I do see that if they pick up some injuries, mm-hmm. it
0: might affect them way worse than other teams. I think what's, their. What ruins their credentials as, as title contenders, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is that they are a bit leaky because if you think about it, they do concede quite a bit. They do. They can.
1: They they have those uh-huh. moments where just everything, sh- everything just hits the fan. Mm-hmm. They, shit hits
0: the fan uh-huh. and just the game goes to shit. And I think that that's what does affect them a little bit because... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm going forward they're probably the, the most potent and the most ruthless team in Italy I'd say the ruthless for sure I think there's no other team mm-hmm. than Atalanta in, in that regard yeah Atalanta are in fourth now with 34 points Napoli in third with 36 the gap I would say is officially closed and probably I would say that the current top four would be the the final top four I think maybe in a different order as, as of now but I think those four will, will, will get those four spots
1: hmm Mm,
0: so you'd say it's in that order Milan, Inter, Napoli, Atalanta. Not not necessarily in that order, no. But that those those four teams, though. I don't I don't think Juve. I would agree Roman with you that. I think
1: I, I I think disagreeing with you. On, hmm, I don't know I don't know about number four. I don't know about number four. Uh, However, it's, it's gonna be
0: exciting though. That's for sure. That's for sure. Absolutely.
1: Shall we crack on to the next game? yeah That would be Juve against Genoa. A um, dominant 2-0 win for Juve. Genoa were looking to turn their form around with just one point in the last three games. And Juve were, of course, trying to get back into um, winning winning against teams and picking up that form. Um, Genoa had yet to score a goal under Andriy Shevchenko, by the way. Oh. In the ninth minute of the game, and believe it or not, yes, I'm going to ...commentate that there was a, another corner... Mm. ...another goal from a corner... Oh, ...direct... ...direct yeah. from a goal from a corner... amazing. Make. ...quadrado whipped in a beauty of a ball... ...and it went all the way into the top corner... ...of the right-hand side of the goal... ...this one definitely looked more intentional... ...than the one that Karhalombrou tried... ...however it does seem like... ...it was mainly aimed for Cellini. ...however... ...there was no chance for any of the, de- the defence of Genoa... ...to get to the ball... Not even Sirigu, a moment of pure brilliance by Juan Cuadrado, yeah. their Colombian legend. Yeah, fantastic player. Absolutely, brilliant player. A few chances for Juve after the goal didn't do much to change the, the scoreline. There were some good solo efforts from the likes of Bernadeschi and DiBala, with Bernardeschi um, De- coming quite close and DiBala skying the ball outside the edge of the box. Delict almost scored along with a combination from Morata. They both kind of missed the sitter. It was a really weird one. Delict heads the ball towards goal. Sirigu parries it in front of, well, you know, he parries it downwards mm-hmm. into both an oncoming Delict and Morata, who both somehow don't manage to connect with the ball. And then um, Sirigu just picks up the, mm-hmm. the lost ball. But it was, it was a terrible challenge. I mean, mm-hmm. Usually. Um, You don't see Juve miss those. However, Juve then managed to increase the scoreline to two goals to zero, when eight minutes from the end of the game in the 82nd minute, after Juve was basically bossing the game, Bernadette dribbled his way forward towards goal, dragging with him two Jiggenwe's defenders, opening up space for Dybala, who ran behind them. He then laid the ball towards Dybala, and with one quick turn, Dybala shot the ball into the back of the net, 2-0. It was a very good, solid goal from Dybala, a few chances, but finally one went through. So, definitely good from his side. And, of course, that was mostly it for the, for the game. Other than that, there was not much else that, that really happened of note. And uh, one particular point, and probably the first point to mention, is that this game ended with Genoa not registering a single shot not even what on, not even on target not even, not even on shot. goal not even blocked oh my god I've I've never seen that in all my <sighs> time supporting or just basically following
0: football wow that is shocking zero shots. zero zero everything is zero there oh my even god. their score wow oh my god that's
1: really shocking though so my so my follow up question is how badly do they
0: need Caicedo and Destra back? Badly, they really do need them back. However, um, I didn't watch this game, so you'd be the expert on this. Compared, mm-hmm. um, was it because they just sat too deep and they just never got the ball out, or was it just they when they opportunity well, when they had the ball and they just couldn't do anything with it? I just feel that there was no one up front who could really mm. carry the ball forward, yeah, and oh. re- and really hold up Juve in that sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, probably I agree. I mean, I didn't see it, but I I, I can't fault you on that. Probably that was the case. Kai um, makes a difference, and obviously Destro is is phenomenal. He's very good at this. So, yeah, big. Genoa big yet soccer. to
1: score on the Shev. I mean, I mentioned at the beginning, mm-hmm. but still no goal on the Shevchenko. Still wondering whether sucking, uh was, this, was it Bagliardini no? yes yeah so whether Bagliardini's sacking was was worthy or not because they did ha- they did they did perform well mm. at the beginning once he started with Genoa last season mm. of course they have been slowly getting worse however um, I don't know I'm not so I'm not so convinced about uh, this managerial move mm-hmm. if,
0: I'm on, if I'm totally honest yeah. oh, I mean I guess the only time will tell uh, yeah um... But yeah, this is not a good sign. They haven't scored a goal yet and not even registering a, a single shot, that's that's I mean that's it it woeful. was silver. Yes, but it's but woeful still. You can't. It's woeful. You need you need to have at least one effect. That's even if it's even if it's just wide.
1: It pains me to say this. It really does. If you remove Dester from that team, it really does hurt well, I'm about to say Do you think that Genoa are almost on the same level as Hane
0: no, I wouldn't say think. You don't think they're tragic? I, they're not tragic. They're bad. They're bad at the moment, at least, especially with the mm. other players out, but I wouldn't say they're as bad as Sarajevo, no. Sarajevo are really tragic. I need to make it very they clear. Are, they are quite bad, yeah. <sighs> You've had uh, wait, the last
1: point, was, um, one, one last point on Juve on this time, um, their number nine issue. Mm. What I've started to realise is the number nine who starts the game, be it Morata or Keane, they tend to shit the bed in the <laughs> sense that they really don't perform. Mm-hmm. And then what at least happens when Keane plays and then Morata comes on, Morata then grabs a goal eventually. However, like even in this game, Morata f- missed a few chances. And I, mm-hmm. I slowly you start to see that he's not... He, like something's wrong with the vibe there. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: not sure about this... You know. something's been wrong with Morata for a while though yeah even at previous clubs he was really struggling to find the net even Atletico Chelsea Atletico uh, Re- uh, Real as well before like um, Juve was, seemed to be his best his best in the first time as yes it? of course um, but yeah uh, the number nines are not banging in goals but Juve in general is not banging in goals they aren't 'Cause even Kieza hasn't scored many goals. Okay, I know you know he's injured now, but even Chiesa hasn't scored many. Mm. Um Kurzevsky hasn't scored many. Debala is Debala seems to be the one picking up the most, but even he's missing a lot of chances.
1: So you, so you maybe the whole number nine issue is a bit lower the proportion, if you like?
0: No, it is bad. I mean you can't have a striker that doesn't score goals. Uh, like that, that is always an issue. You have to mm. your yeah, striker has to score goals. So, um I, I do I do think it's a problem, but it might be endemic to to Juve, where they they're finding it difficult to find the net in general as well.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a very good like way to wrap that up. Yeah. Uh, mostly
0: agree with that as well. The
1: next game is Fiorentina, I believe. Yes,
0: Fiorentina, Bologna two versus Fiorentina. What? Uh, sorry, Bologna two, Fiorentina three. An insane game yet again. Uh, another three two um, game of this weekend. The Apennine Derby, which was between two very high flying sides, so sides on really good definitely. form, uh, and this game did not disappoint at all. Uh, both sides actually had the opportunity to overtake Roma on um, obviously only one could win, and it was Fiore. González had a, was probably the uh, one of the had one of his best games for Fiore. Yeah, a very game. good
1: game. I watched the whole thing, and I could definitely see that that was a performance. You should be happy about. Yeah.
0: He had an effort that missed by a whisker in the early moments before setting up Yusuf Malek from a really good cross. And it was a Vlahovic like finish. Uh, It was a really good goal from the young Moroccan. He was born in 1998, so he's as old as me. Um, uh, The lead, however, only lasted just nine minutes before Barrow scored probably the naughtiest volley from a really deep uh, Zvamberg ball. This pass was filthy, like proper filthy. It was filthier than the streets of the Red Light District in Amsterdam. Ooh. And this finish was Pretty super dirty. hot. The finish was hot, it was hot, hot, hot. It got you hot? Yeah. It was so hot it was out of my league. Yeah. <laughs> Biragi <laughs> then made it to one. Uh, so he restored Fiore's lead with a really good free kick goal, and I really love a good free kick goal. I do as well. Um, oh, that was a lovely one. It was a really good free kick goal, and um, it is something Baragi has in his locker, and it was good to see that he that he brought it out today. Um, however, I want to talk a bit about this free kick, and I want to stop here before I continue. The draft exclude I think, where they have a, def- a a player at the bottom to block the low shot mm-hmm. from the free kick. I am. Really not a fan of this. I think it's a waste of a player because the amount of goals that are scored by, like you know, that go under the wall is really not that high. And I think because it's not a really high, like it doesn't happen that often. I think it's it's just
1: you. You, you feel like if you were a manager, you would risk that every every yeah, every
0: set of it, I would definitely risk it. I would definitely risk it. For um, risk it? it? Yeah, it is by far probably <laughs> the most demeaning that a player does on a pitch as well. yeah. Um, I, I honestly, Dominguez, Dominguez did it for the in this game. I really don't like it. I really don't. I yeah. really don't yeah, think it's worth it. it. to be. Yeah, no, I really, I really, I really take don't think the it's the shot good. to the ass. Yeah. Um, Fiore would then make it three-one when Nicolas Gonzalez yet again ran through and was brought down by Skorupski unnecessarily, to be honest. Uh, and Vlahovic penalty spot. It was never really in doubt, mm. and it was three-one by the sixty-seventh minute. Hickey pulled one back when he cut back in on his right foot um, and his effort was slightly deflected and it looped over the goalkeeper. And that's now the Scotsman's third goal of the season already. Pretty fly for a dude who's named after a kiss on the neck. <laughs> um, it's 3-2 with finished. <laughs> 3-2 with finished. Yeah, it um, a brilliant, brilliant game by two good sides, as we said. Two sides are on really on form. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned Gonzalez an assist, and he won the penalty, and probably his best, his best game.
1: Probably that that's definitely his. best And we did slate him
0: a bit last time, so he gave did. us something. He to did. He, did. He, he Put the words in our mouth.
1: I mean, I'm happy for it because that's why they bought him, no? To 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 have those kinds of performances. So that's definitely mm-hmm. what probably most Fiorentina fans want to see. Weekend without. Week exactly. um Yeah, he played really well. He dribbled very well he passed he passed players mm-hmm. he, he of course he assisted he won the penalty as mm-hmm. you're saying and i think this generally was a threat going forward yeah. almost i i think slowly he seems to gel mm-hmm. but uh, probably it's taking much more time than fiora wanted initially yeah. but if he keeps up performances like that then they, if, have, a, they if, have a good player yeah, on their hands
0: yeah. if he can do that every game he's going to be a very good player i mean he played really well um, I wanted to also want to mention Bologna because okay. I think they should really. They honestly, if they went home disappointed, I would disagree with them because I think they should go home with their heads held high. It was a really good performance, and on the day they just fell short to a better team. I think, and it was just a case of you know Fiorentina just better on the day, but they but they played really well, Bologna. Bologna didn't play well, uh, badly at all, no, no. Um, but
1: I'm not sure. I I feel like that. I don't know what Skoropsi was thinking. Ah uh-huh, no, that was. I that, mean, that's really that's really yeah. killed the game for them, because at um, um at two one, mm.
0: they were still in the game. They
1: were still in the game, and there was still a chance. I mean, they could easily have scored again. Um, Baro, if I'm not mistaken. In this game, had another chance in him right before they got three mm-hmm. one. So, I'm not sure. Um, I think I really feel like that. that really
0: hurt their chances mm-hmm, a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. No, I agree. I but mean, I think they should be proud of their performance because I think they played really well. Some players should definitely yeah. be okay with how they felt yeah. on the pitch and some should um, Evaluate re-evaluate bit, what, yeah. what was going on there. Yeah. My last talking point, I want to talk about Vlaho. We mentioned him. Oof. And I think every, I mean, he is the hot property right now. I he think, is. In, in Serie A at least. Um, he, And I just want to say, because even though he only scored one goal and was a penalty in this game, he was... Complete, like he was holding up the play, linking well with the wingers, especially González in this game. Uh, he was instrumental to this win for fiore Instrumental. Um, he pressed well. He led the line. He was. He was. He's, he's a complete striker, and I think uh, whoever gets him is going to be one very lucky team. I mean, i would be very
1: surprised if he can't emanate this form abroad or in any other club he goes to, be it Italy, mm-hmm. be it abroad um yeah he's a great player um strong on the ball strong off the ball can run can shoot has great technique does it isn't the most selfish striker i've ever seen mm-hmm. um and yeah he's just overall a, a solid striker and as you say he'll he'll be very valued wherever he goes yeah. um and Fiora will very much miss him so i'm sure they're shitting themselves and in which striker they're going to bring in to replace him because someone has to replace him. I mean, r- there's no one that's on that team who really... P- who. Cochrane is the Yeah, Kokorin is
0: the second I mean, striker. He's not good enough. Well, I yeah. mean, He's no Vlaho. Yeah, yeah. Bologna, yeah. ninth place with 24 points. Fiore up to sixth with 27. On the same amount as Juventus now. Oh, strong points. Ooh, that's getting spicy. Yeah, very interesting. Heck. <laughs>
1: Lazio next. Lazio next, correct. So, Lazio and Sampdoria. Sampdoria were home. And the the, the result ended in a 1 3 loss for Sampdoria. An exciting vi- fixture, nonetheless. The Blue Cerchiati were looking to bounce back from their 3 1 loss to Fiorentina. Whilst Lazio were looking to b- grab, grab a win after only picking up one point in the last two games. There were some somewhat of a pressure mounting on Sarri as his performances have started to dwindle. Some have been good and some haven't. And that has led a lot of rumours to believe whether his job is at Jeopardy or not. Mm -hmm. However, definitely Sarri ball worked this time around. And um, Lazio managed to grab their first goal in this game through one of their Talisman's Mr. Milinkovic-Savic in the seventh minute, a lovely passage of play by Lazio, started off in the middle of the ground when Milinkovic-Savic passed the ball to Kataldi, who then launched a ball forward to find Immobile, who was on the edge of the box, held the ball up brilliantly, and then managed to find his compre- compatriot Zakanie on the left-hand side of the box, who, with, after grabbing the ball, played a beautiful pass into Savic's path, and from 8 yards out, he slotted with ease, and Audero had little chance of saving that one. Very cool finish. Lazio quickly made it 2-0, 10 minutes later, in the 17th minute. Savic again starting the play from the middle of the ground, playing the ball to the left-winger, Zakani. He danced his way forward, dribbling players with ease, and breaking Alex Ferrari's ankle in the process. Whilst being pressured by two defenders, Zakani still had the composure to not send the ball out of play. Arguably with a bit of luck and perhaps technique, Zaccani fumbled the ball into Immobile's path inside the box, who slowly but surely managed to guide the ball into the back of the net. Audero could have potentially done better on this one, however, it was still a good finish from Chiro and his 12th goal of the season. Some great saves by Audero avoided making the scoreline 3-0 five minutes later after Chiro smashed the at goal words which... How they're saved very well. 2 0 then actually, of course, became 3 0. When 20 minutes later, in the 27th minute, seems like in this game, every goal will, will happen in the 7th minute. If, if it, something interesting happened in the 7th yeah. minute, oh, okay, all 7th right. minute ghost was around. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> this time, Zakani started to play as he charged forward down the left flank. Passed the ball to the overlapping Marušić, who then played a neat pass to Milenković Savic outside the box. With one pass, he managed to find Immoble, who was again positioned very well inside the box. He let the ball go past him and then with a quick change of direction managed to smash the ball into the back of the goal, no chance in saving that one 3-0. Sarkocha made his first start of the season for Lazio and pulled off some very good saves during the second half to keep the goal to keep the scoreline 3-0 shots by Thorsby and Gabellini were well saved things got a bit spicy in the 67th minute when Savage got a yellow card after fouling Augello. he previously argued with the ref which didn't help him and some naughty words wa- some naughty words were being mouthed off by Savic. perhaps the words you wanker came out of his mouth oh. a quick a yellow card quickly became a magically colored red one when you play Uno and you use your change the color to red. Oh my God! Isn't it like lovely. It's lovely. It's
0: lovely. It's lovely.
1: Is it lovely?
0: Yes, it Change the color to red.
1: <laughs> Savage got sent off, <laughs> so and uh, and yeah, that was pretty silly from him, and he's gonna miss the next game for sure. However, the game <clears throat> ended with Sampdoyer finally scoring in the 89th minute, 3-1. Something to celebrate, however, not much. A young Italian in the name of Riccardo Ciervo, in his fifth game for Samp, sent a cross into the box from a far distance south. marzic was not able to clear the ball. The ball found itself to Mr. Ciccio Caputo, who then, with a nice back-heeled pass, passed the ball towards Gappiadini, controlled, his, controlled the ball and sent sh- a, a cracking shot into the goal. No chance for Strakosha there some very clinical finishes in this game and um, well that's the way it ended however the main thing to definitely speak about from the get-go is how poor some marking and defense was in all three goals they really didn't mark Immobile well at all and they gave him a lot of space to, to basically run in behind them and his effectiveness here really showed, because when is on form, he's he's really on form. Of course, there have been some sitters for, for Immogura this year, but in this game, he was he was ready for it. He only played 45 minutes and scored mm-hmm. two goals. Morici... I um, think he's was, injured, no? I he is like the injured mm-hmm. that's most likely why he got subbed out, but he was going to be subbed out regardless, mm-hmm. they said. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because of how tight the schedule is right now. Mm-hmm. So... He so did his job, so He definitely did his job in forty five minutes. That's mm. that's definitely the case. Um Strakosha's back.
0: Yeah, that's great. To that's see. interesting, no? Interesting to
1: see. He used to be a very hot prospect yeah, before.
0: He, I think he's still a good, keeper. He's very he good keeper. He has a he has a very good number two that's pushing him. I think Rainus is a is a good keeper. Of course he is. Um
1: only twenty six by the way.
0: Sakosha mm. yeah. You think he can come back? I hope so, yeah. Mm. I I mean, he played well in this game. He did, so he, did. he made some very good saves. Maybe, maybe it's time, saves. maybe it's time. His injury was a bad one and, and he was, it was very unlucky as well. Yes, yes. And, and I think it's difficult to win your place back against Reina as well. So and then in the terrible. Europa
1: League, he had a sitter of an own goal. Um, oh yeah, sure. Very bad own goal and oh, I, I think since then, um, Sarri was preferring Reyna then. I see. I can't remember the game where there was an own goal, but happened this season and it was... Dreadful. Oh, no, Like you see okay. it and you say, "Oh my lord!" Okay, all right. One of those. Okay. Okay. One of those, Mr. Rob Green kind of. Oh, things. okay. Not one in the of, same way, but, but a howler, a howler. Uh, oh, oh yes. Okay. Oh yes. Um, Sump are looking worse and worse, man. Uh huh. I um, don't like. I I honestly th- don't. Things are just getting from bad to worse. Jake and Matt often praised Sump, but um, there's hard. There's not much to praise anymore there. Mm. It's 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 looking bleak. If I'm honest, and um, not it's very
0: poor form. It's very very poor form.
1: Yeah, it is, and <clears throat> I'm I'm slightly worried. Um, mostly because the the goal scoring is really missing. If you remove Kondreva's brilliance,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's, not mu- much, there's, there's not much. There's not much. To be fair, at least maybe it's a purple patch. Maybe it's a sign of things to come. We'll see. Yeah, Bedina has two and two. He does, so, he does. It looks good. Which is, hopefully, he can kick on a bit now. Because he's, uh, he, he'll be an important player for some.
1: Lastly, mm-hmm. um, before I wrap up this game, one um, of the match, is Yeah, oh, yeah. This was a great game for him. I'm really, really, really happy to see that he's finally playing. Um, he was injured for some, some time. And uh, he wasn't, of course, when he had just joined La- uh, Lazio, he wasn't given that, you know, starter ticket mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to play all to play from the beginning. So it took some time for him to get into the team, and he's, I think, really shown at least in this game um, why he is so, so sort of He showed his Why, why Lazio bought him because this was this was a great game from him. Mm-hmm. He was constantly dangerous as soon as he had the ball. He was dribbling. He was shooting. He was crossing. He was doing all kinds of things for Lazio, mm-hmm. and um, he gave Lazio. a bit of that magic touch that they were missing Mm -hmm. up front because it did often feel like unless Immobile creates something Mm-hmm. there's not much going up mm-hmm. up there. And now with Zarkany playing the, like the way he played, it's really helped to give them a different dynamic. And I think it eased off a bit of the pressure for Immobile too. Mm-hmm. He was able to find some more pockets of space mm-hmm. because Zarkany likes to play that left forward slash center forward role. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gives Immobile that glimpse of what Korea was. Mm-hmm. Slightly. Yeah. In some in some warped way. Mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah so I was enough. very happy about that. <clears throat> and... Um, and yeah, uh, Lazio finished this week with um, 25 points in 8th place, whereas Sampdoria are 16th with 15 points. Okay. No, 15th with 15
0: points. Sorry. Okay. All right. Now, I think it's time to go to the the game. The game. It is. I think this is the game. The game. In the immortal words of Dizzy Rascal, it was bonkers. Because this game, uh, genuinely, when I, um, when I saw the fixture, I was like, okay, it's just going to be an easy win for Verona and that's it. But, wow, it was the first time these um, sides faced in over 18 years. And uh, Venezia actually took the lead in this game. Obviously, they actually saw it to a 3-0 lead, as I will explain in a moment. And in the 12th minute, it was aramo who played an insane cross to the back stick, which was met by Thomas Henry who nodded it in front of the face of goal for the centre-back Pietro Ceccaroni to knock it home from probably about a yard out. It was a, it was a really good goal. It was a simple finish in the end, but it was a very, very good goal from Venezia. Seven minutes later, it was Johnson, who actually came on as a seventh-minute uh, substitute for Okereke. Uh, he burst down the left-hand side and set up Domén Sinigoi for a lovely tap-in, and he really couldn't miss, it was a, but it was a really good counter-attack. Uh, and they had Verona's defence um, in sixes and sevens. In the 27th minute, it was 3-0 when Sergio Romero, the keeper of Venezia, yeah, lumped the ball up with no real direction or intent, but Davidovits let the ball bounce and seemed to miscommunicate with Lorenzo Montepo, and it was Tom who was the opportunist to nick the ball off Montepo before he could catch it and then finish in an empty net. 3-0 before the 30th minute, dreamland for Venezia. And you had to think at this point that even mm-hmm. Venezia can't let this one slip. Uh, and you have to kind of blame as well it and Montepò mm-hmm. for, for yeah, this goal. Was, both of them so both of them really so messed messy. up there. Uh, but it was Venezia's biggest enemy, their own striker Ri who actually started the comeback for Verona. Uh, when for the second time this season he put the ball into his own net handing it in from a corner which in fairness was a bit of a mess up from Romero as well second goal he scored same game second goal he scored unbelievable I can't believe you called it and he did exactly that in the week man I am the oracle the oracle I said yeah the oracle is back but it's not Jake it's It's Mr. Mr. Minto Jake better shout me out and and (laughs) call me the oracle god damn it Um, then went from hero to zero after he got sent off for Mm. making a save that probably even Manuel Noir would be proud of. He, I think Suarez would be proud of that one exactly. He handed the ball on the line from a Ferrone header, and obviously, he was sent off rightly so. And Caprari then took the penalty and finished it, um, expertly. Then it It was was El Chorito time, time. it was El Chorito time, and as if he heard the podcast. As if you heard that podcast, the I think he last did. week's podcast. I think he heard he took it seriously. He,
1: he heard Andrew Sant Fournier shit on him mm-hmm. calling him.
0: I said I said something that he couldn't pour water out of a bottle if the instructions it were on the bo- on the bottom.
1: That's quite harsh. Yeah, it? it was harsh. And And now what do you say to him now after he scored um, I
0: I apologize for that, but I do think that does sum up Simeone because he would have a really terrible game and then next time he'll score two. So um I still think I, I I still stand by the comments that when he's a bismar he's a bismar, but then when he's good he's very good. So I I will stick with that. Um his first goal in this game to bring it back to three three um was a good finish. He chipped over the over the unrushing Romero from a really good through pass from David de Faraoni and David de Faroni played the ball from really high up and the ball just kept on going all the way through. No defenders actually decided to get in the way. And Um, In five minutes before the end, Simeone won the game for Verona with a peach of a goal. Incredible strike from outside the air, right into the top corner. FIFA-esque proper finish. Uh, Basically to ruin my weekend in a Fanta culture sense, but also to get back at me for for the comments I made. about. So you shut
1: on Simeone? You traded him
0: out. I traded him out, and then he scored two and goals against me. And then he scored me. two goals against you yep. to tell you to shut the fuck up. Yep, he, he 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 got me. He got me good. To be fair, I,
1: I do feel like his balls are in your mouth, right?
0: <laughs> it was a uh, he played really well. He played really well. I have to I have to admit even my I, I, but I have to say that, and uh, he's now Serie A's third highest goal go- scorer. Right? Wait, what? Yep, he has eleven goals. That's well right. of the season I, said, okay, I, was, I was like saying no wait not, wait not wait. of all time no no he th- uh, say he has uh, third highest goal scored this season I was
1: having a struggle to process that no no personally. he has 11
0: goals this season so
1: my brain was theoretically <laughs> fucked by that wow that's, that's <laughs> insane learned, yeah. that's
0: insane again like last time we said he had last time he scored all 9 in 5 games now he's got 6 in uh, 6 6 goals against 6 opponents out of the 16 games he's played so still good still okay. very good still very good yeah uh, but let's talk about the game in general now. What a game. It, it, nothing is better than coming back from from 3-0 down. That's
1: what football is all
0: about. And that's really special. It's not, it's really special. Um you do have to blame Veneta though. Oh, for sure.
1: I mean, I mean uh, they're 3-0 up. They definitely started the game extremely well. Okay, the third goal was shambolic from a Verona standpoint. However, Henri. uh uh, like i know it's funny how we've joked about it about the goal and then the own goal but this is the second time uh, there's a corner and he's literally trying to head the ball out of the danger zone and he's literally heading it into mm-hmm. his own In net goal. but like i just don't know what's going on there yeah why is he why is he there if he's not the strongest point um to be heading the ball like, I mean, mm-hmm. you know um for me one shame on you but don't for me twice mm-hmm. shame mm-hmm. on me i mean mm-hmm. it
0: yeah, but, but it was shocking to see that happen
1: a second time in yeah. not so many games.
0: In, yeah, I agree, I agree, and but to be fair, I, I it's not just Henry; but, no, it's no, no. all of them.
1: I, 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 just think that the red card totally, yeah. totally messed agreed,
0: up. Agreed, agreed. But but everyone else's performance as well. I thought it was really poor. Um. Uh, after, as in, uh, when they came out at, at in the second half, thinking that they've won the game and they don't need to do anything else, and I think that really hurt them because. All was the three goals to bring them back to three three were all um, twenty two minutes after the after the restart. Oh, so wow. it didn't even take that long, you know. So it was really really quick, and it was really quick capitulation for and It's really poor to see. It's amateur hour, to be They struck whilst the Vanessa. iron was hot. Yeah. Um, the only good thing I would say about Venezuela was at the end of the game. Uh, they were in a huddle and it looked like I think it was Synagoya, I, yeah, I, mean, I think. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it looked could, like him. Could have been him. Um and he was uh giving them all the players, the whole the whole all the all the players on the pitch and even some some stuff. A really good talking to and looked like he was telling them how it's important to concentrate, etc. And uh you like to see that of uh, course at that, least that has, at least that kind of reaction was is, 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 you know, is important. I, it's essential to see. Yeah. In
1: order to um Boost morale again mm-hmm, cause mm-hmm. It definitely feels like the morale is, is, mm-hmm. is imploding in that team beginning of the end for Venezia I mean they're free falling now they've they been just dropping places each week um, and I think if uh, Zanetti is not careful he'll lose his job soon mm. and that either is the saving grace for Venezia or just keeps making things mm-hmm. worse so um yeah, I do start to think that this is the beginning
0: of the end. Yeah.
1: Uh, and if they can't win games like this then I mean which games are you going to win? Yeah. I you agree. know. I mean this is yeah,
0: you can't you can't throw away a 3-0 lead. It's simply unacceptable. It is it, is it is you, you just do don't do that in football. Or yeah. if you do that then well I'm sorry we expect to not be in the It's top amateur flight. issue, it's amateur issue. Yeah, so Verona are now in 10th with 23 points. Venezia in 16th with 15. Getting tied down there.
1: Yeah. Getting tied down there,
0: as they say. I mean... Don't you
1: dare. Don't you there. Alright, alright. Spezia-Sasuolo. Spezia-Sasuolo, 2-2. Both teams only registering one win in their last four games. Similar form, more or less. Sassuolo could have easily had a penalty in the very early minutes of the game. Spezia were very lucky not to concede it due to... Reka fouling Davide Fratesi on the cusp of the 18-yard box. Berardi almost managed to turn the deadlock by a fierce free kick which was struck in the 10th minute, however Provadel managed to save it onto the crossbar. Skamaka then also had a very good chance when he took his shot outside of the box but it too hit the crossbar. A VAR decision in the 16th minute for Kovalenko. On, on Spezia's team was um, of course given as no goal due to offside which created more controversy in this game however Spezia then finally managed to break the deadlock in the 35th, 35th minute but yet another poor defensive display from Sassuolo um, basically I should start saying that every time Sassuolo play at this rate yeah <laughs> Maggiore chipped the ball forward to Manai was running towards the looping ball. Only Ihan and Ferrari were back for this counter-attack. Ihan then clears the ball only as far as Spezia's left-back, who whipped in a beautiful cross into Manai, who easily slotted the ball into the back of the net. Right after the second half began, Spezia then managed to make it 2-0, this time from their Ghanaian Gyasi. The ball was going out of play. And Fratesi decided to be too smart for Inzola, he tries to back heel the ball off Inzola to go out for a goal kick. However, Inzola steals the loose ball and then plays a pass into the 6-yard box, a very easy tap-in for Gassi 2-0. Very, very poor mistakes defensively from Sassuolo. 2-0 from Spezia. It looks like game over this time, no? They were 2-0 against Napoli, mm-hmm. however, Sassuolo said no. 2-1 in the 66th minute after El Mimo chipped in a beauty of a ball into the box. Defrel does what well basically Defrel does who held up the ball, managed to head the ball downwards onto Raspadori, who controlled the ball and with his left foot left foot managed to place the ball into the back of the net by pressing L1 and square. <laughs> first goal for Raspadori since the first match of the season. He must have been elated. 10 minutes from the end of the game, in the 79th, 88th minute, Sassuolo wanted to change the scoreline and they did just that. Berardi receives the ball from the midway line, passes the ball to Frattesi who flicks the ball back to him with his heel. He is then able, with a nice pass, to find Raspadori in subspace outside the box. Raspadori shows why he's such a hot prospect, by dribbling past two defenders and then shifting onto his right foot to smash a shot into the bottom right-hand corner beautiful goal another beautiful mm-hmm. goal from Raspadori, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and just before the end of the game Spezia almost managed to break to basically win the game through a very close counter attack from Inzola however his shot was saved by some Consili heroics um, well a few pointers here mm. to well to, to mention uh, the, the main one would be Raspadori was Somewhat of a super sub, mm-hmm. and um, this is well, definitely good news for him because there were a lot of question marks uh, around him since since his first performance of the season, where he did really well, and then since then he kind of dipped downwards and really didn't pick up any of that form which many people were expecting, expecting, you know. Yeah. So, um, now what happens to Raspadori after scoring two goals? However, Skamaka is also on form. Boga is back. Mm-hmm. Something's got to give there. Yeah, something needs to give, yeah. And Boga Boga's the, you know, the go-to left winger usually. Mm-hmm, so he's mm-hmm. the one who starts and
0: plays. So Raspa
1: has to be on the bench, no? Uh,
0: I Yes, but also, I mean, uh, the decision needs to be ba- based on formal. So if Boga takes a while to get back and to get on his usual form, then... I guess Raspadori will have the will have the chance, but mm. I think Raspadori played really really well, um, and it's nice to see because the guy is is a really good young Italian talent, and um, he plays in a team that's all about attacking football as well. So that's only gonna help and only gonna Im- improve his experiences and improve his skills. So uh, yeah, good luck to him. Uh, but yeah, at the moment, I would I would. I think over the, the the whole season, I'd probably end up going with Boga uh, in, the left too, stand, yeah. in the left spot. But, I mean, if Raspadori keeps this up, then who knows? Who knows?
1: Definitely. So Spora definitely needs, as well, some defending reinforcements. Oh, my God. It's so horrible. I mean, it's hard to watch, honestly. Um, and if they would fix that part of their game, they would be winning so many more games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and...
0: Uh, they are the Robin Hood of Serie A
1: Jake, Jake put it so nicely yeah well. they are the
0: Robin Hood of Serie They they steal from the rich and give to the needy because they do man and Spe- needed some points yeah Spezia are, are desperate for points and um, Sassuolo just let the game get away from them and then they managed to, to, to bring it back um, in that second half but in fact on this point with with, with Spezia because last time we were talking about relegation contenders and we were speaking about Spezia and I did say I think Spezia will go down And I Mm. still stick by that comment However Spezia I think is the only team Of those relegation candidates That is capable of getting a result like this I think the other teams Will struggle to get the results when needed So Mm. perhaps That would be the reason why Spezia Will will avoid the drop I think my
1: confirmed Relegation three are Salernitana,
0: Genoa and Venezia And Venezia, okay so you're saying Carrier will get out which I hope so too. Um, I, 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 I think Spezia yeah, might be in the mix. They will be for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, but I, like I said, like these kind of re- results, I think only Smith are capable of doing them. They they actually managed to steal mm-hmm. a point, or perhaps on another day they would have taken three points. So yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, nzura was very close yeah. to scoring at the so, end. So
0: yeah, we'll, we'll 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 have to wait and see. But I, I, I um, but yeah, going back to Sassuolo defensively, they. I'm not even sure if it's just reinforcements. It might just be they need new coaching. Yeah, they need to properly sort it out. They need to really so sort bad. it it's out. So bad, it's always
1: the wrong decision. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can't understand how Frattesi thinks it's not just simpler to shield the ball out of the out of well mm-hmm. out of play. He then tries to back ba- then yeah. to back heel it onto the play. I know it's fancy, but like man,
0: you're not Ronaldinho. Yeah, no. Know. You know? He tried to be too smart, and he, definitely, and he, didn't, it was just and he didn't like, work. what's, he didn't what's make... going on there? And it's yeah, like,
1: and he's, he do... I mean, he's a good player, but he's mm-hmm. made some questionable decisions no. in defense. That's the
0: thing, it's one of those things where it comes off, you look like a hero, but if it doesn't, you look like a hero. So, and he did look like he a did hero. Look like a zero.
1: <laughs> so one last point about this game. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that some teams need to concede in order for them to start? Oh, and...
0: really good question. A lot of teams actually have this have this thing it's like a wake-up call that as soon as they concede they're like okay now we need to get into this game um, it, it's probably all focus it's probably all focus so that you know when they're because once you're in a losing position you, you there's that you know incentive to like we need to get back on other terms and we need to turn this game around and um that's 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 a m- internal motivator in itself to to not lose, but when you're still level, you know you might you might be a bit complacent, especially when you're ahead ahead. Because we see it a lot that teams go ahead and then they throw the 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 result away like we saw it like about three or four times this weekend, so um yeah, I think it's it's complacency it's something mental i think
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it could be it could very well be it's like um. You know, just one of those things like they need to start losing and then to say okay now we play with like no no fear mm-hmm. Yeah, strange yeah. isn't it yeah oh, oh, it's always it's always been a mystery mystery for me that one mm-hmm. yeah so um, so Swallow ended that game week with 20 points in 12th place whereas Spezia remained in 17th with 12
0: okay alright Empoli versus Udinese, the Monday night game, uh, well the, the, the last first of two, win. the yes. first of two Monday night games, um, another r- comeback for Empoli and another really really good performance of Empoli mm. in this game. Udinese were looking for consecutive um, um, for for consecutive wins against Empoli, uh, however it. Uh, was not to be. Even though they did start the the better side, they took the lead once. uh Gerard and Isaac Success linked up very very well with an incredible one-two, and it was uh who finished it off really really well, yeah. high into the That's top right-hand goal, yeah. corner. Fair Norman, fantastic. Really really good Two one. Watford legends as well, by the way. Just yeah. had to put that in there. Um, they could have doubled the lead um, when Vicario made a phenomenal save with his legs uh, from a better effort, which was practically in in uh, point blank range, um, and that was that was a, that was I think perhaps maybe one of the turning points in this game. Mm. In the second half, just four minutes into the second half, Stojanovic equalized as when he cut in on his left foot and finished superbly by curling it into the far post uh, bottom corner. Was a brilliant goal, and that was his it was first. Goal. And it was his first of the season. Uh, Matteo Viti would then clear the ball off the line from a, a nice, success effort. Um, and Empoli defended really, really well in this game. This was just one of the many moments where they that the Empoli showed that they're a good defensive organization. Ten minutes later, um, it was two one when Nadim uh, Bayrami tapped the ball home when once again Dinezza made that awful mistake at the back and uh, the goal was gaping and the defense was on holiday and it was just a simple tap-in for (laughs) Barami. Barami then almost got a second for himself and a third for Empoli uh, if it wasn't for a heroic save uh, by the goalkeeper. Barami, however, then was not done breaking Udine Heights as when he brilliantly cut in and put the ball on a plate for none other than Andrea Pinamonti to hit home and seal the game for Empoli.
1: What a season that guy's had. Yeah, been. he
0: almost got another one because he hit the crossbar as well in the final moments, but um, it wasn't meant to be. And 3-1 the game finished. Another phenomenal win for Empoli. And I think this one is one they should really be proud of. A complete performance. Um, I, I'm really, really impressed by Empoli, to be honest. Really impressed. The more I watch them, the more they... they. There's just a lot of good things to say about this and team. And the, the, the more they play...
1: The better they're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, it, it's definitely development which is happening in that team. It's not digression. Yeah, in the sense that you see Venezia and Salernitana and Genoa, they're like Sampdoria to a certain extent. They're just looking worse and worse, mm-hmm. and it's just it, it's lo- looking like like a free fall. Um, you know, however, however Empoli is is. Really performing, yeah. really. Per- that team is really gelling. However, they don't have many injuries, so that's yeah, also helping that them that's a lot. That has
0: been helpful, yeah. But so, so what do you think? How high is Empoli's ceiling? Like realistically, where can they where can they finish in the table? Mm. I think they can finish a respectable tenth. I was going to say fourteenth. Ooh, okay. That's lower than I. Th- that's lower than I thought. I yeah. think they can finish higher than that. I don't know.
1: I I just expect Sassuolo, Torino, at least Sassuolo and Torino to to leapfrog them. Mm-hmm. So they might go down to thirteenth. I don't know. Maybe Udinese could come back or something. Yeah. I'm. Just, I would be very surprised if uh, Empoli's team is out is able to outperform Sampdoria. Yeah. Out I, I personally, but it's looking like it. Yeah, so they, I they are own. doing
0: it differently at the moment. Uh, by the way, there was forty-one shots in this game. Wow! Um, seventeen of which on target, so that's seventeen for both sides. Give, it, uh, give a few to general, man. Yeah, um, it was proper, proper attacking football as well. It was really, 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 really good. It was a very exciting game. Uh, a good way to spend your Monday night, to be honest. Uh, let's talk a bit about Udinese now. Oh boy! What Gotti, the, what is gone. Oh. Gotti is gone. Gotti is gone out he's gone and got it else he's out and who do you think the, they will replace Gotti with oof two, cho- two, two, um, two things on the back of my
1: head Val is an mm-hmm.
0: obvious one mm-hmm hmm mm-hmm. does like to go to to teams you know that are struggling and try to get them out of the he does out of the he situation he likes that They're
1: pressure
0: really or else Sam dice of Italian football kind of
1: kind of yeah it's a really good that's uh, um, thank you comparison. thank you uh, hmm. Montello was another one i to not sure if he's still managing or not or is just giving up on
0: it. or I'm not too sure about that um, I, I'm not too sure about the sacking to be honest because I know they are not been doing well um, they've been played by injuries, though. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, they've not done badly. they have not done badly. No, no. Like no. if you told me after the four-four result that they had with Lazio, they were thinking of saying Gotti, I would have told you, shut up, man. Because they, honestly, I thought they played really well. They, the were,
1: they They played some really good games. I'm. I'm. I'm really surprised by this. Um, this is, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean... Uh,
1: he, he did well with the team
0: he has. One thing I would say is, something obviously that we know, is they have the same owners as Watford. Wow. And they yeah. are very quick to hire and fire at Watford, with Watford. Uh, in fact, Watford, I think, have had around six or seven managers in the last two, three years alone. Wow. Which is a lot, a lot. That's two managers a season minimum. So, um, I think I think they're, they're, they're using this quick... Higher and higher approach as well, even with the Dinazza. So if things aren't going their their way. Soon they, they will they will chop and change where where they see fit. Um and here's an interesting question. Do you think, given, the Premier League gets getting more money, uh, gives 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 the owners more money and gets gets uh, more money for to, to the club. Do you think they'll prioritise now, Watford instead of the Now that Watford for back in the Premier League. Seeing as Watford don't look like they're gonna be relegated this season, um,
1: that is a strong potential to happen, because yeah. um, Udinese have progressively gotten worse. They haven't made adequate um, replacements to the players they've lost, and I mean, of course, the Rodrigo the Paul one is the most obvious here. Um, you know, uh, I mean, you know, in all honesty. The, um, the striker department when they lost Di Natale who hasn't um, mm-hmm. he, he's only gone f- some five years ago they haven't replaced they them. haven't replaced it either so it's like mm-hmm. it is progressively getting worse there they've yeah. had some baller players mm-hmm. Sanchez Pereira Bruno mm-hmm, Bruno mm-hmm. Fernandez mm-hmm. Di Natale mm-hmm. all these players were playing on this team yeah and they always leave, and I mean, maybe in the past they found adequate replacements, but it's not looking like it
0: mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I do think they'll prioritize Watford now. I think could happen, but mainly on a financial on a financial uh, a basis shot. because Watford will. No, if Watford didn't, if Watford finish fifteenth sixteenth, they will get more money than if Udinese had to finish in the same spot in in, in Italy or even higher. So I think they would prioritize them a bit. And we did see a shift in priorities when Watford went down. And they kind of shift their priority to Udinese. But now that what are back up, I think they were shifted back there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Empoli finished the weekend with in 11th with 23 points. Uh, Udinese in 14th with 16.
1: Things do really get interesting down there. And uh, it gets even more interesting with the last result of the week. Calieri won, Torino <coughs> won. Cagliari looking to win their first game in five man- in five matches, drawing the last four, and Torino trying to recover from their previous strong form, slotting in a win every other game in the previous last seven match days. The game started off quietly, few chances for either side in the first 30 minutes. However, in the 31st minute, a lot of interchanging passes happened to Torino's left-hand flank, within Cagliari's defensive half. Pobega then received the ball then received the ball 30 yards out and smashed a shot towards goal. Cranio spilt the ball in his first game back since injury. Sanabria was looking to tap in the goal, which was open at this point. However, Carboni got in the way and the goal counted as an own goal. Cagliari were looking the better team in the first half with better chances comparing both sides. However, in the end of the day, the first half ended with... Uh, ended in 1-0 for Torino, and both sides were relatively happy to go into the the half-time with with that scoreline. In the second half, however, uh, Joao Pedro managed to get close to scoring with a very strong header towards goal, heading for the top right corner, however Milinkovic Savic, with a superb save, managed to keep it 1-0. Moments later, in the 53rd minute, another cross is whipped into the box. Cepitelli and Aina battle for the ball. It then somehow falls beautifully for Joao Problems, who scores definitely goal of the week mm. with an insane bicycle kick. savage oh, with no lovely. chance. Lovely, lovely goal. Jay Peders with the Jay Teckers. Absolutely Jay Teckers. Torino then, towards the end of the game, had three golden opportunities to score and win the game. However, Priet, Baselli, and no other than Zaza, no, Zaza all missed or got their opportunities saved. Caleri can't seem to win a game. No. No, All these don't. draws, which is no. definitely not bad, but it's
0: definitely not good. Yeah, they need to capitalize on on the other teams around them um, dropping points, so so they can get a bit of a gap. So, uh, yeah, this is this was a probably a, an opportunity for them to win, even though Torino are are, are on good form and they're good and they're playing well this year. Uh, but I agree with you. They they need to start turning these draws into wins and some and unle- some losses into draws because they're they're dropping a lot of points. Um and things things don't need to need, need to change a little bit mm, they definitely have to change otherwise I, I mean otherwise it's
1: it's going to be very worrying if this if this form keeps up into the early next year if they keep drawing and they just keep avoid winning then it it's I don't it's know it's looking bleak it's I looking would bleak. I really wouldn't want to be on that Calgary team if no. I was them if no, that was no, it's happening really because it's, it's it's definitely not good uh, yeah. one question I have yeah, really since this match wasn't, that there wasn't that much to talk about how good will Torino manage without a pure goal scorer and of course pure goal mm-hmm. scorer we use the obvious example here of Bellotti mm-hmm. um, although Bellotti has only scored twice this season mm-hmm. I mean he has been injured for three months so that I mean, he's, that, that has yeah. to be said
0: and the, the man's got 100 goals so he, he does know how to score
1: he does know how to score however Will they survive without him? Do they need him back? Like, do they need him back? Otherwise, this 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 season's gonna change and go like go down the same path it went down last Mm -hmm. year. Or is Sanabria good enough to replace him at the moment? Do they look into January for perhaps a replacement if there is some money available? What do you think?
0: I I'm gonna start with your second question and say that I do think Sanabria is a good striker. I think he's pretty decent. Um, he will not score as many as Bellotti and, and that's when the other players need to step up a bit to help out, but I do think he's a good striker, I do like him, I do think he's got he he's got the qualities to to help Torino where necessary they're going to miss him for sure, Bellotti that is obviously so, and the sooner he comes back the better two um, months they say oof, it's a long time yeah, so um, the sooner it comes back, the better, obviously, for them. But I do think that there are around five teams worse than Torino, with or without Bellotti. So mm. I do think they'll be fine. Um, as long as they beat these teams below them, they, they, they will be fine. Um, and um, the other players like Priet, who's been doing quite,
1: very quite good decently for them. Very,
0: very good signing yeah they, they, they've been helping out as well so hopefully um, we'll see we'll see more of them especially with Abelotti. and that's their time to shine especially Sanabria mm. the, you know when there isn't the main guy there then it's time for the other guys to step up and hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see that in the next few games
1: hopefully we will Cagliari remain in 18th place with just 10 points however Torino managed to climb up one spot over Udinese into 13th with 19 points very good for Torino definitely there Yeah, Yeah. to keep that you know middle of the pack placement going how about we wrap this up with a quick question I have Mm -hmm. one for you okay I got a quest Santi, Bench one, sell one, play one mm-hmm. Perisic, Gorsens or Theo Hernandez?
0: Oh, really good question Really good question I think they're the three players and that like left wing, back left wing Whatever position That are playing the best at the moment Um, I think... I would go... Oof, I think I'm going to go... The play one, I'm going to go Gorsins. Because even though he hasn't played this season, and he's been injured, I think he's the best one in that, in that position. So I'm going to go play Gorsens. Oh, no, this is tough. This is tough. It is. If, if it was on this season alone, it's easy, because then Gorsens would be the second one. But I'm going to say, obviously, I'm going to say play Gorsens. And now... I think I would have to go bench tail and sell Perisic just because of age, but you can't deny how good Perisic has been this year. So you can't, you sure. can't. What what would you answer?
1: I would have uh, my my answer was very quick. I don't know why. Mine was sell Perisic. Mm-hmm. No, 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 bench Perisic, sell Gjorgjens play
0: Teo ok you we we go for Teo I say,
1: say play Teo because overall I think he's still a fantastic player mm-hmm. and given that he's sometimes making bad decisions and um, can be overzealous at mm. times I still think he's a great player uh, I think that Cousins would probably give you the most money if you had to sell those uh-huh, uh-huh. and probably Perisic would be a good
0: player uh, maybe Teo would get more I think actually. yeah think yeah, maybe it, could, get yeah more. it could be it could be um, or none of them can defend none of the three can defend not too well not, not very well they can do something but not that well mm. um, actually probably Perisic might be the better oh, the, defender yeah I would say because that. he's not a defender but he's he's yeah. more of a workhorse than the other two definitely um, yeah. yeah but yeah it's a it was a good question yeah we do have another question from Joel Attaid. he sent this question in on Instagram and, um, at dot Joel and he asks who is the best player in the world uh, sorry who is the best player in the league and why is it Rafael Alexander <laughs> Um Leal uh, now he asked this question because he knows I have a bit of a, a, an issue with Leao because every time I've watched Milan this, um, even last year I've never I've never seen him have a very very good game he's always been slightly uh, off or he's missed a big chance or he wasn't playing as well or he was playing um, at the beginning of as well, last year he was playing a bit of a striker as well, so that doesn't suit him at all because I don't think he's a very good finisher. Um, so we can answer the first part of the question and is um, who is the best player in the league? Hmm. This is really tough because to find someone overall who is really the best player in the league, like they have got everything, is difficult. Um, I, but if I had to say, I think the best forward. No no no. Best player, it's in that. you know in general. I was gonna I was gonna go best forward, best mid, best defender. No, i will just pick just one, one overall. Just pick one. Okay. Oh, this is gonna be very tough. I might go I might go with a with a midfielder in that case, someone who does a bit of everything. Oh. I might go with a midfielder. Um name coming to mind that players like Barella. Um, mm. I'm I'm i I really like this guy. Um, I might have to.
1: Pellegrini. Oh,
0: Pellegrini. Pfft. Chiesa.
1: Oh, it's so. Fucking, Chiesa. That's, this is such a hard frigging question, man. Who's the best player in the league? Oh my god, man. And then you've got
0: strikers like Duvan. Okay, how about
1: how about we do it this way? So it's easier. The best player this season.
0: Okay. Uh, that
1: might help us narrow down yeah. what we're looking who, for. Who would, who
0: would you say best player of the season
1: is? Best player this the season. Uh, I'm gonna mince my words because uh, I shat on Matt a bit this year. It's Vlahovic.
0: Mm. Mm. I think so. I think I. I think I agree. I think Vlahovic has been the best. He's definitely Once been the best.
1: The most consistent. I and think he's been. Yeah. Just the most fundamental for their team, mm-hmm. in the sense he's built up so much play and mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of things have gone through him. If if, it's, if something mm-hmm. good has happened for yeah. Fiorentina,
0: yeah, I think I'm gonna say, yeah, I agree. I think the best player this season has been Vlahovic. I think so. Yeah, he's he's scoring goals, setting up goals. I agree.
1: Yeah, and well, that's gonna wrap it up for for this episode. Um, we're very happy if you've made it this far. We hope that uh, it was still interesting, just like the last episode, of course. And um, we're glad to have been given this opportunity by Jake and, and Matt to to fill in in uh, during this uh, little piece. The resistance that mm-hmm. Matt and uh, Jacob been on,
0: and yes, we're. They'll be coming back, of course, for the of next. Of course, don't the worry. Ah,
1: the, these two Jubilani's are leaving. Yeah, here, the so Jubilani's are gone. In case you've hated us and you find <laughs> us the most boring people in the world, that's it. Our two shows are done, and uh, yeah, we're gone. If you did like us, well, we're glad you did, and we we'll be back at the point. We'll maybe. be back at the point, yeah. hopefully, in some in some form. Um, so yeah, give us a like again on our socials at uh, Syria Spotlight, and um, yes, peace out from my side, and have a lovely, lovely day.
0: Bye bye.